Yesterday evening, I was lucky enough to be invited over to East Horsley to enjoy an evening at the Nomad Theatre to see the opening night of a brand new tour and to see exactly what the theatre is up to with a brand new development project. Now, for those who haven't ventured over there, the venue is beautiful. It must be so. I really enjoyed the time there. 120-seater community theatre, which reminds me of the TARDIS. I told pretty much everyone that I spoke to last night about this. Brilliantly presented place, very comfortable place as well to enjoy the show last night that I went to see. Uh, it's called Once Upon a Labrador. Now, the performance itself was a mix of hilarious anecdotes. It did have me laughing all evening, I must say. Uh, Some delightful ditties and a cameo of music recorded by Mr. Rick Waitman as well. Waitman, sorry. All linking to the life of Labrador Alfie and his owner, Charles Garland. Now, the show worked brilliantly in a smaller theatre as Alfie worked the room, as Charles kept saying. And I thought it was brilliant, particularly in the small theatre, as the Labrador himself was walking throughout the audience, disappearing into the wings of the stage. And it made all of us in the crowd laugh many many times uh, i found myself smiling you know when you sort of you go to see something you catch yourself smiling you sort of in, sit back and relax and enjoying it and you're, you're smiling thinking smile like an absolute fool here um but there was loads of sweet memories that were shared there was a very entertaining uh, interaction between the two on stage charles and alfie and at the brilliant humor that was provided by the written word and the off the cuff improvisation as well i was quite happy and uh, very pleased to speak to the stars of the show just before they went on stage and they told me a little bit more about the show and the book that goes with it so i'm now sat in the auditorium of the nomad theater with charles who i should say is one of the stars of the show second on the bill <laughs> Uh, to Alfie, who is also with us. So the show this evening, Once Upon a Labrador, tell us a little bit more about what it's what it's about. Well, it started when Alfie was a puppy. He was just so funny that uh, I wrote a couple of odes and verses about him. I tend not to use the word poetry because that sort of implies something cerebral, and I don't tend to do that. This is just light entertainment, you know, just for fun. But he was very funny, so I, so I wrote a few bits about him and was asked to do a charity show and did a couple of the poems, and everyone seemed to think they were quite funny. So I was encouraged to do some more by the eminent gentleman who wrote the incidental music for this evening, Mr Rick Wakeman, who organised this aforementioned charity show, and he said, you do some more of them, he said. So I did, and I've got a book which is coming out, I don't know, a couple of weeks' time, Mm -hmm. called, dare I say this on air? I think you can get away with it. My Labrador Eats Poo. Apologies to anybody who is sensitive about such things. I thought my Labrador suffers from coprophagia didn't have quite the same ring to it. But uh, anyway, he did. He doesn't now because I keep him on the lead and I see it before he does. But uh, anyway, that's that's what it is. I, I just can't fib. That's what happened. And all the poems, of, sorry, verses, <laughs> fell into my own trap, tend to be based on truth. He starts them off. He does something and it's usually quite amusing. And all I do is really write it down. I mean, it's up to him. Sometimes I tweak it a bit for fun, but mainly it's just what Alfie does. And this isn't the f- well, sorry, it's the first date that you're doing this tonight, but it's not the only time you're going to be forming the show. No, I'm happy to say some people are foolish enough to book. No, um, we are. <laughs> we're embarking on a small tour. I'm going to Bournemouth. I'm going to Devizes. I'm going to Hampton Hill, to Tunbridge, to Whitstable, to Bungie in Suffolk. I'm going to Hailing Island, I'm going to Whitstable, I'm going to lots of other places, Sudbury, and I'm going to Swarfham up Norfolk. They, they don't like it there. 
That's all right. But actually, you see, young Alfie here is a Suffolk boy. He was born and bred in Suffolk, so it's kind of taking him home. He's quite excited by the prospect. I'm sure he is. And this isn't the only thing you've done. Looking back, you've had a brilliant history of many different things that you've done in the past to do with theatre and productions and everything. Tell us a little bit more about that. Use of the word history does make me sound rather ancient, don't you think? No, 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 (laughs) no. I'm only 34, you know. Yes, I've, had, I've been very fortunate. I've had a very eclectic career. Mm. I started as a very short dancer in a musical in Birmingham at the Repertory Theatre and progressed from there at sort of downhill all the way, really. I was fortunate enough to enjoy lots of other things. I was a restaurateur for a oh. while uh, in, in London. I was a musician. I ran a trio for a while. I played in pubs and clubs and hotels. And now, looking at me, would you, do you see a trained killer? No, and I'm slightly worried sat next to you if you're going to tell me you are a trained killer. British Army. Oh, yes. I think I was probably, I claimed to be, the only member at the time of the British Army of the Rhine who was trained in classical ballet. I always was was tempted to go across the parade square (laughs) doing fouetto pirouettes. Yes, there was always an arabesque lurking in there somewhere. I kept quite quiet about it at the time because they don't tend to have much of a sense of humour when it comes to things like that. And I got into shocking trouble for calling it a costume instead of a uniform. But it was interesting. Everything is interesting if you treat it right. Good luck with the show this evening. Thank Thank you you very much much for talking to us. Oh, great pleasure. It's been lovely. And uh, I urge people, if they can, to come along and hear all about the other things. My career at the BBC, Dad's Army, all of those other things that I was involved with. It gets quite interesting. (laughs) It's a good list. It is. (laughs) Thank you very much for talking to us this evening. Great pleasure. Thank you. Oh, it was amazing to talk to Charles. He was hilarious. We sat there in the auditorium. It was literally about 20 minutes to go until the show. Uh, oh, it cracked me up. It was fantastic. Now, as I said, the show was brilliant in itself, but also it supported the theatre, the Nomad Theatre's current project raising money to build a new £350,000 extension onto the theatre which would include a great new area for them they've got a new prop store in there there's going to be a kitchen and a big multi-purpose room much bigger than the one that they currently have it will also further allow the theatre to cater for the group itself its visiting companies the audience that it has and the local community now I was lucky enough to speak to one of the theatre's members who is very very much involved in the Green Room project and at the running of the group I'm speaking now with Andrew Hamilcook who is the artist director of the Nomad Theatre. So we're here this evening, obviously, for a very good show, Once Upon a Labrador. Can you tell us a little bit about it? I can't tell you an awful lot um, because I haven't seen the show. This is the first time it's actually been done and it's being done as a benefit for the funds of the Green Room, which we are rebuilding. Yeah, it's a big project as part of the theatre. Walking in through the front foyer, you can see all the building work going on to the left-hand side. What does the project entail what is it you're aiming for we're aiming for a a working space we're calling it green room it will have enough space in it to do rehearsals because it's the same size as the stage it will also be a place where we can have a meal if we have a lunchtime meal which we do once a month with our older members and it's also going to be where people go for their refreshments in the interval so it's a bar space it will also have a kitchen and storerooms so it's a a big project 
Yeah, a multi-purpose for, I suppose, looking into the future of the theatre. How long has the theatre been here? This one was built in 1998, but we had a previous building here which goes back to the 30s, I think, and, and was basically a cowshed which was converted. And then they decided that they wanted to improve it, and we got a lottery grant and raised a lot of funds ourselves, as you have to with lottery grants, and finally managed to build the theatre, which we're extremely proud of. And funny enough, we were talking just before this interview, we were out there and you were saying about how all of the members of the theatre call it their theatre, and you were very proud to say, you know, it's your theatre and it's part of that. Having that sort of ownership of this area, you know, of the theatre itself, um, must be quite an incredible thing for the, the membership here. Most people who come into this theatre gasp, it's a lovely venue, yeah. and they all say, oh, I'd love to work in this, and they come and they do a show. And when they join, yes, they do feel part of it, because mm-hmm. that's one of the main things we try and do. We make everybody feel at home and that they're part of what we're doing. And the theatre is incredible. We were just looking in there. You've got 120 seats in the auditorium, but the stage area is huge. And I noticed the big circle on the stage floor as well. What's that? That's a revolve, which means that if we have, for instance, two sets and you want to turn them, then you just spin the revolve and you get another set comes around. We even have used it for a marching scene in Fiddler on the Roof when they're off to leaving Anatevka. We start walking and the revolve goes the other way, so they take a little bit longer to walk across the stage. <laughs> The magic of theatre. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you're the artistic director of the Nomad Theatre. So what does that role mean? What does it entail? Well, my usual answer is that it it entails sweeping the stage. (laughs) Uh, But it, it actually entails a lot of different jobs. The main one is working out what the programme is going to be for the next year, who is going to direct what play and the choices to get a balance. That's the main job of the artistic director. But, of course, because we're short of people, we have to take all sorts of other jobs as well. So I take bookings, I work backstage building sets. In fact, virtually every area of the theatre I get involved in, as does everybody else. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're a small number of people doing a large number of jobs. So we're looking for more members all the time. All the time. We'll put some more information about that actually on the website if you do want to get involved. But it does really feel like a, a big community with that. You're saying you all have different jobs and, and multi-role, just like you would on the stage, but also around the whole place as well. So you all do lots and lots of different little bits and pieces. Yes, yes. And the other thing which I'm very keen on, and I know quite a number of us are very keen on, is creating teams that everything is done as a team. So when you come together with the show, then... Every part of the theatre is part of that team. So whoever's on box office, whoever's on the bar, who's doing lighting, who's doing sound, who's making costumes or whatever, they're all part of that team. And you can't do without any of them. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you have to say you are part of the team and you are essential. So everybody is uh, encouraged to see it in that light. It's a really nice way to think about it, actually, particularly being uh, in East Horsley, as we are, you know, within the village and everything, there's very much a community spirit outside to to bring that into the theatre, I'm sure, is very important. There are a lot of things that go on around the village that the theatre supports as well. 
We are in touch with all sorts of different groups and other groups look at us. So there's an enormous amount going on here, things like WI, the opera have now built a fantastic building just down the road. Mm. It's actually just into West Horsley, but <laughs> East Horsley, it's not that far away. It's only about five or 600 yards, I think, across the fields, with this huge auditorium um, and massive opera company. So we're very pleased to welcome them into the village. And they, they are bringing more interest to the area. So with the Greenman Project going on, what other things have you got coming up in the calendar to try and raise money and, and support that cause? Everybody's being encouraged to look at ways of raising this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't got enough money to finish the project. We can finish the building, uh, which means that we've got a working space and we can put tables and chairs in there and therefore have our foyer bar extended um, and we can actually sit round and have a meal but we won't have a kitchen so we're still raising funds for that and the curtains and things like that so there's an awful lot to still be done I don't actually know what the figure is but it's mm. um, it's in excess of 10,000 I know that wow. so there's a lot more money to be raised So I want to say a big thank you to everyone at the Nomad Theatre for welcoming me yesterday. The show was fantastic. As I said, the team were friendly and the theatre was just a lovely, lovely place to be, which will be even better after the Green Moon Project. Now, if you can visit the Nomad Theatre and go and see a show, I would highly recommend it. You can find out more information about the theatre by going to their website, www.nomadtheatre.com. You can also find out more about the show and the book by visiting www.alfiewdog.com. And you can find both of them on Twitter at Nomad Theatre and Alfie W. Dog. Big thanks to Charles. Big thanks to Andrew. Big thanks to Alfie and to Annabelle as well, who helped organise the visit. And I look forward to coming back to see you all very, very soon. If you've enjoyed this podcast, why not keep up to date with The Sound of Surrey by listening live at brooklandsradio.co.uk or through our free mobile app.